episode three. Whole Foods and Gentrification. We've spent the last two episodes discussing various components that contribute to the resurrection of desolate communities, but we haven't even scratched the surface to understanding the essence of gentrification. How are the lack of fresh food options and the presence of whole food markets contributing to the gentrification of a neighborhood? The question is twofold, as there are multiple factors that promote progression in up-and-coming communities. A November 2014 Google search using Whole Foods and gentrification generated more than 58,900 results, according to Angel Vosky in 2016, confirming that in actuality, Whole Foods is a representation of gentrification and not Starbucks. Imagine the picture that pops into your head when you think of Whole Foods. There is an antiseptic, ultra-clean, white feeling when one walks into a Whole Foods market. The fluorescent lights are bright, not wobbly or dimly lit like other grocery stores. The rows are filled with varieties of organic produce and lustrous bright colors, letting you know the fruits and vegetables are fresh. The orange of the carrots and the purple of the eggplants pops out as if a photograph and not the real tangible items in front of your eyes. The aisles are not only lined with overpriced raw peanut butter and no-name brand sodas, but unhealthy, seemingly healthy snacks lined shelf after shelf. Whole Foods carries chicharrones, also known as pork rinds, in ranch, barbecue, and buffalo flavors, along with cheese puffs, potato chips, and over 30 different kinds of cookies. Head to the bakery, and there are stacks of plastic containers filled with cupcakes, muffins, croissants, and assortment of baked goods and treats. All snack packages are placed at child eye level, so as mothers try to get healthy foods for their growing families, they are nagged into buying the high-priced snacks. At least at the bodega or liquor store, those snacks are affordable, but just as unhealthy. Though the seafood might be fresher than a regular grocery store, much of it comes into the store frozen and they defrost it in-house at Whole Foods. We live so close to the beach that our cheapest options for seafood is to head down to the wharf and get it there or downtown at the fish market where they drive it in daily from the beach. While Whole Foods does offer some healthy options in terms of ready-made food, it is expensive and not an option for families on a budget. Whole Foods claims that their in-house brand, 365, is priced the same as regular grocery stores. However, Whole Foods is comparing their prices to middle and high-end grocery stores and not the discount grocery stores that low-income neighborhoods desperately need. It would be unfair to blame Whole Foods for gentrification, as they seem to be providing a necessity to a community in need. However, studies show after a Whole Foods store opens, reports have shown that real estate prices tend to increase. And when Whole Foods opens up a store, the area gets a nice uplift. It could be a few percent to 10, 15, 20 percent in terms of real estate value, cross-referencing Bashkakania in 2006 and Angelowski in 2016. While While it can be suggested that long-term homeowners would benefit from rising property values, it negates the fact that rising values means rising property taxes, which lower income and fixed income residents wouldn't be able to afford. Whole Foods might not start the process of gentrification, but they advance the process by inviting white people to move into already established communities of color. (laughs) 
Whole Foods, and Frogtown. When I lived in Frogtown, we only had one grocery store in the area, an Albertsons. Albertsons is a low-cost ended grocery store, which tends to carry lower quality produce and meats. Our neighborhood did not need fancy, expensive groceries, as our median income was well below the poverty line. We would see our neighbors at the local Albertsons, discuss the weather or our weekend plans under the flickering artificial fluorescent lights that line the store. We would get our staples, our snacks, everything we needed to put dinner on the table each week for a good price and without breaking the bank. In those days, even with our dual income, we never knew when our next paycheck was coming because of the freelance nature of our job. So Albertsons was perfect for our fresh food needs. As the neighborhood changed and more white people moved in, we still enjoyed our Sunday morning runs to the grocery store. Though we saw less people we knew while there, we were still able to get our necessities. Though food locations within the store changed to make room for the natural food section, pushing Mexican and Asian food into one aisle labeled ethnic food. Honestly, though, we did not cook that often and only went to the grocery store about once every other month. We barely noticed the changes to the store's demographics. It is only now, when we look back, do we realize what we did not see. One day, in need of a quick fix of ice cream, I pulled into the Albertsons parking lot, only to find it was boarded up with a big sign that read, Whole Foods coming soon. I pulled out my phone, took a picture, and sent it to friends and neighbors. Did everyone know about this? Was I the last person to find out? What were we going to do? On my way home, I stopped at my landlord's house. I knew she was on a fixed income, as were many of our neighbors, and I was concerned. Just as she did every evening, she was sitting on her patio talking to a few of the people who lived on our block. They told me everyone was aware there had been a protest a few months back. The city backed the project and there was nothing we could do. I had been oblivious to the changes happening right before my eyes and was frustrated that I did not take action when I had the chance. My privilege allowed me the ability to turn a blind eye to what was happening to my neighborhood and my neighbors. When the Whole Foods opened for the first month, there was an hour wait to get into the store. Most of my elderly neighbors not only couldn't afford to shop at the Whole Foods, but they also had nowhere to sit after making the 15 to 20 minute walk there. Whole Foods hired private security guards to roam the property and kick out anyone who sat at their outside picnic table, only for customers, they would say. Whole Foods prices are exorbitant. One pepper is $1.50. You used to be able to fill a shopping cart for $45. Now you get a small shopping bag for $100, according to Angel Volsky in 2016. Whole Foods not only priced out lower-income neighbors from having access to fresh food options, but they also hired people who were unfriendly to the community. <laughs> Whole Foods, and West Adams. Doing research for this podcast led me down a dark rabbit hole of real estate listings for the West Adams district, where I live now. If I had waited to buy my house six months after its purchase date, I would have been priced out of my own neighborhood. Los Angeles has never been an economical city. The city itself is built on the image of wealth and luxury with movie stars eating at outdoor cafes and beautiful mansions on the beach. 
Old film noir movies show winding roads surrounded by open space leading up to sprawling villas and manors, where the staff opens the doors to expansive views overlooking the city and ocean. In reality, LA is a city cramped with people living in two small apartments with too many roommates, trying to make ends meet while working mostly minimum wage jobs to live out the dream of one day becoming famous. Rent in LA is unaffordable and think pieces are constantly being written about the lack of available housing in the city. All of this to explain that people, myself included, are always moving, consistently chasing the cheapest rent from city to city. I have lived near downtown LA, South Central LA, the Valley, the West Side, Silver Lake, and Frogtown. When I found my home in West Adams, I did not know that I would fall in love. Buying my house was a means to an end. Tired of spending every weekend looking at homes, I would be priced out of in a bidding war. During the research phase of this podcast, I spent my evenings driving around the neighborhood, seeing how quickly my community changed in the nine months we have been in lockdown because of COVID-19. While driving down Jefferson Boulevard on a building that has been under construction for two years now, a sign said, Whole Foods coming soon. Deja vu as I rushed home, finding a small article online on lacurb.com. Whole Foods slated open in Cumulus Development in West Adams, written by Berrigan in 2019. One of the partners in the development, Niels Cotter, says, This vibrant neighborhood needs a health-oriented grocery store, as well as a variety of restaurants and retail options. After reading the article, I was seething. My community already has a variety of restaurant options available with a multitude of ethnic leanings. To this white man, though, they were not the variety of restaurants that white people might enjoy. I laughed out loud as I reread retail options, as we are not a bustling downtown metropolis, but a working class neighborhood. We don't need retail options. I sat on my patio tonight, writing this final episode of the podcast, The Sun to My Left setting to the west, falling behind Baldwin Hills, and covering the city with a pink, dusty glow. I said hello to my next-door neighbor as he walked up his stoop after a long day at work. We spoke briefly about nothing in particular, mostly how the weather has been unseasonably cold for December. I watched neighbors walking home from work and families out for an evening stroll as the breeze rustled the leaves of my giant tree. I enjoy the quiet that falls on my neighborhood right around this time of day. The occasional horn or siren heard from a few blocks over where people are racing home from work. I feel lucky to have found this place to live, this quaint space in LA that I can call home. I have already started to see the signs of change on our block. A new coffee shop selling $15 avocado toast just opened three blocks east on Jefferson Boulevard next to a soon to be named and open brewery. With Whole Foods coming, it signals to the white, middle and upper middle class people of Los Angeles that our neighborhood is ready to be quote unquote, settled, colonized and discovered by them. But we are already here living happily in our enclave on our peaceful street in West Adams. As I write this, a young white couple walking through dogs past my house pause and wave at me. I'm sure they are thinking she looks just like us, but I'm not here to change this community. I love my neighborhood just the way it is.